Hello, creative people. Welcome to Creative Conversations. My name is Hollis Citron, and we are so happy that you have chosen to spend your time with us. I am owner and founder of I Am Creative and Express Yourself Publishing, and I am on a mission to expand the definition of creativity beyond a pencil and a paintbrush and to empower people, especially adults, to own their voices and talents that come in so many different forms. This space was created to talk to people with all different kinds of jobs, hobbies and interests, and to have conversations about experiences and perspectives all centered around three questions. How do you define creativity? How do you incorporate it into your life? And why do you think it's important? Then we have a free-flowing conversation and we see where it goes. So I have had the opportunity to speak to so many. I've spoken to musicians, comedians, doctor, lawyer, wrestlers, Reiki masters, and entrepreneurs as young as 13. And these conversations explore the reality that creativity is not cute, it is necessary. People have defined creativity as that magic spark, how we show up in our life, imagination, basically all that we are and want to be, do, or have. So I believe from my heart that sharing these stories gives one the ability to expand their thinking, open themselves up for more self-expression, to feel more empowered, connected, and dare I say, happy. So my inspiring guest for today is Ella Sophia Lazarus. Ella is a brand strategist and mentor for the modern spiritual woman in the online membership world. She works with new and older mentors to align and brand their company and selves in refinement to a higher legacy, which the industry is moving towards. Ella, welcome to the space. Hello. Hello, hello. How are you? I'm great. Hello, hello, Hollis. How are you so much? <laughs> so great to be on here. And I made it through the tech. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> and the beauty of the tech is that um, Ella is all the way in Bali. So mm. here I am in Jersey and she's in Bali and we get to have, it never fails to amaze me that we get to ha have these conversations. So I'm so glad you're it's here. I'm so glad to be here too. It seems like such a fun pass, um, platform. Happy Easter and blessings to Passover. Yes. I love the live chat. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. Happy holidays for all who celebrate whatever you celebrate. So Ella, in that tiniest bit of what I read about you, there's so much to say. Can you please tell us a little bit more about yourself before we dive in? Yeah, definitely. So essentially for all the listeners and everybody that's tapping into this amazing podcast, what I essentially do is I help business coaches, um, spiritual coaches, online coaches and mentors really craft their rebrand or their positioning in the market. So this is either through like visuals or through product placements or launches. And essentially I help build them to be like a really strong member of the industry so they can tap into other industries or cross over into different markets. So I really help businesses and companies really develop their craft and brand internally and externally. So through visuals, market placement, like I said again, and even through like team building and brand culture within the teams as well. Mm, wonderful. So it's uh, so much to offer. So <clears throat> here we go. And before we dive in, I'm just going to say my apologies from the beginning. I have a cough. So if I all of a sudden break into a coughing fit, I have my water next to me, but I may have to pull off my headphones or mute myself. So if there's a pause, um, that's why. So 
anyway, okay. just saying that from the beginning. <laughs> so, Perfect. Uh, yes. Well, I'm sorry. I interrupted. No, that's okay. I was just saying perfect. Thanks for informing. So yeah, go ahead. Go yes. ahead. <laughs> okay. So we're going to start off with our would you rather question, and then we're going to dive into the other questions. So Ella, are you ready? Yes. Okay. So would you rather travel the world for a year for free or have $50,000 to spend as you please? I would travel the world for free. Definitely. I knew you were going to say that. That wasn't even a question. <laughs> I just figured I'd, I figured I'd put it out there. <laughs> Love it. So while we're here actually with that, why don't you tell them a little bit about, I know we're going to dive into it more, but tell them a little bit more about the traveling that you've been doing. Definitely. Um, I've been traveling about two and a half years, going on to three years. Uh, well, let's say it's three years because I've spent the last year here in Bali and then two years traveling in prior. So it's three years in total now. And like we're just approaching. Actually, I think this is, yeah, this is the week of my anniversary of being in Bali for one year. So woohoo, one year anniversary. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> um, but I've been traveling for two years prior to that. And it was really... There was a place in my career where I got, because I was actually in healthcare for um, 10 years prior and in pharmacy for five within that 10 years. And I got to a place in my career where I, this is not true for everyone. And this may not have even been the truth, but I just felt this overcome me. I felt this inadequacy of like not being worldly cultured and being very centric because I'm Toronto and I'm from Toronto, Canada and very North American centric and very like Toronto centered. And I realized even though I come from a very diverse area, just like New York, New Jersey, very diverse places, especially New York, Toronto is the same. I still felt like I didn't really know a lot. I didn't really know a lot. I didn't have like these added values or stories like with the arts and with travel. And I always felt like that was something I could add to my career palette. Like when I had to go to conferences and galas and all these social outlinks that we had to do for work, I was always like, hmm, I'm not well-rounded, am I? <laughs> I'm like, I'm not. I'm not a well-rounded person, am I? Like my hobbies and my traveling and all these things, it's just, it's not there. And surprisingly enough, after even having X amount of events happen, I decided to start traveling. And I started traveling for multiple reasons. It was for personal development, for expanding my outlet on people and growth and understanding that, as well as for spiritual reasons, you know, to explore the word spiritually and see what the word has to offer in that level. And what I found through that traveling was a, I was able to expand my expression to other people, like go past language and go past these things and really see human-to-human -human connection, what was amazing. Um, B, I was able to understand, like, sometimes we have a really tainted North American view that, like, people are not good or, like, the world's not the best. And really, when you're traveling, you, I got, you get the total opposite experience. You start to realize that humanity is a positive thing. It is good traveling is beautiful people are just so friendly and so amazing and like the friends you meet overboard and like all the different countries and it's just an amazing experience and it really is an eye-opening experience especially if you at least in my case I felt like I was a bit sheltered and I was a little bit like under a rock and I was like oh I really was happy that I took the time to go and see these different places and I think C is like really understanding the history. That was one thing that I was really geeking out about 
is the history of the places I went into. And it was just so powerful. I think it's so powerful to understand the mixing of cultures that make a Korean country as well as the diversity of history within a country. It's profound. And even the people that make up. Yeah. Oh, my God. So beautiful. And so many things that you just said is what we're going to dive into further in this discussion and so much more. But I love the word that you just said, career palette. That's such a cool word. Yeah. Yeah. I really that's that just really resonated. And on personal levels, I'm resonating with this conversation, too, because my daughter, like I said to you, and I'm going to move through this quickly, but um, she's going, she's leaving for Bali in a week and a half. <laughs> so, Amazing. It's getting busy here. There's <laughs> the hell out of me as a parent because she's 19 years old and she's going to be really far away. But for all of the things that you just said is all the reasons why she's doing this. So, um, yeah. 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 So beautiful. Okay. So diving into the first official question. And again, I want to recognize the people that are here with us live. Thank you so much for being here. We appreciate you. Please feel free to use the chat box for any questions or comments where we can see them. So uh, Ella, how do you define the word creativity? Oh, creativity is an internal expression expanding outside i think it's an it starts with an internal creativity is an internal expression it's a it's a it's a notion it's a feeling it's a thought it's a it's a sense and then we express it outwards and that could be any form it could be just the way we choose to talk or the way we design the way we create just the way we live our life the way we dress the way we place the food on our plates like these type of things they're all outlets of creativity so i would i would say it's a internal expression Mm. that goes external yeah Mm. yeah yeah a notion a feeling a thought a sense Mm -hmm. all of these things and understanding i mean isn't this is this is the idea of doing this is for people to understand that it is everything yes It's, it's everything (laughs) it definitely is everything like it is honestly like creativity is not the way that we always like paint it as in like this renaissance experience in France or it is a a Van Gogh in an art studio it's really just every essence of us it's just the way we decide to like get out of the bed in the morning we place our hair we, we style our hair the way that we have an aroma when we cook bread or muffins and we smell that and the way we intake that that's that's cooking and creating of that 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 recipe is creativity as well so it really spills out into all aspects and i think when we have a better integration or an intention with our actions then we can really take that internal emotion and the internal expression inside of us and have it outwards so sometimes like subconsciously we want to bake something because a we want to nurture somebody or we want to provide comfort or care and that's an internal part of ourselves and we're expressing it outwards so i really think that when we take notice of that it increases that that creative juice and it makes it more artful Mm. you just made me think of the um movie like water for chocolate Mm, good movie yeah yeah where (laughs) as she's cooking it's like every emotion is literally being spilled into that so the intention like you said setting the intention with the action so it's 
when she's feeling sad and cooking, everybody's eating and weeping. When she's feeling such extreme love, everybody is just like, oh, like beyond. They can't contain mm-hmm. themselves. It's really coming from that space of true, true intention. Mm-hmm. It's so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So you, you kind of alluded and told us, uh, you know, about the healthcare industry that you were in for 10 years. Can you take us a little bit more on your journey of um, wherever, maybe I'll even go back to, it's not a therapy session, but going back to childhood <laughs> where, where did you, did you see yourself as a creative being? Um then um definitely just kind of like and then just kind of like your journey to where you are now let's just start talking yeah definitely there was a balance of creativity and like logic inside my household and even the way that I presented and like I think independently or maybe it was a mix between my parents but I think it was definitely equally represented in my household like both were nurtured like you you were allowed to be creative but you had to also be studious you also had to have like logic so it was well balanced in my my household as well as myself like I was a very creative being um I definitely like loved dance loved acting loved drawing coloring like all these things from a young age loved music like it was a heavily influential part of my upbringing and also just the way that I I was predisposed as a person as a as a little kid um and then growing up into like the older years arts really does run in the genes of my family like my uncle is a graphic designer um my like my parents are somewhat creative but like my extended family there's creative spirits all across so you can see kind of where I got some things from um so there is a natural inkling to have this balance of both having the artistic creative flow and then having it kind of come out in whichever way it needs to. And like my grandma, she owned a, a floral um, store and a framing store. So it dealt with arts and bouquets. And that's a really fine artistry itself to make really well designed bouquets of flowers. It's quite delicate. So yes. I, yes. Yes. So I spent a, a quite a few, like quite a few um, moments in my life between age, I think, eight to 15 in my grandma's flower shop and it was very much like something that I love to spend time in and I got a, a look to this this decadent this fine um fragile look of, of art, artistry whereas before it was more of just like store yourself in there like a wild animal and whatever creates and makes you have it right a dance and singing and arts of my own but then with my grandmother she really added a fine decadent to art in that detail which was really beautiful to see and like that intention setting in a more slow um thoughtful way well i shouldn't say thoughtful but more intentful mm, um, i love yeah. i love that i just have to stop that's i really love that you pointed that out um in these different experiences that we have that they can be faster moving and then yeah. these ones that again going back to that word intention setting uh because creating a bouquet god what an art there is to that the colors, yes. the kinds of flowers, the intention. The, oh, my God. So much beauty. Yeah. yeah, and they were, like, extravagant. These weren't, like, those small little bouquets where you wrap it with the paper. Like, these were extravagant, like, really big setups of flowers that, like, companies would order and, like, all these different, like, bigger places would order. Mm-hmm. And they were, like, 
thousands and like not thousands and thousands but they were like quite a bit of flowers and they were like they were large like you had to have two people carry it sometimes right and it was really yeah just really having like strategic ways of how to place them was really powerful so it was really neat watching the process of it and then the care and the handling of the actual flowers itself to make sure that they live in the longest like longevity and like life that was always really beautiful as well so yeah it's it's something i yeah i've never actually told that story because i've never realized how important it is but now i'm having like a little eureka moment where like that was a it was a crucial part of my artistry (laughs) Mm -hmm. i love that yeah yeah it's these little moments because our lives are moments that build up on each other and create our stories and for better or for worse, which is, you know, we, we, we move on and we learn all that, um, how to mindset stuff and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I love, I love that. Yeah. It's really is important. So, okay. So then how about after that? Well, after that, um, so, I never went directly into the arts. I actually went to school for pharmaceutical biotech, so for sciences. And in university, I still was able to, like, even, I was still able to really have my creative outlet and everything like that. I was still able to find a way because I am a balance. Like, in my graphic designer, in my brand strategist, I'm a brand strategist, so I still love using strategy, which is very logical, but I find that creative as well. I really get to go mm. through that and be creative because you're getting to create new ways and innovation and, and things that are a little bit different and to really create like this cohesiveness or this like best results. And I know it sounds result driven, but the energy, the art can really flow really amazing when you have like once again that intention and that pathway for it. And it really creates like these amazing possibilities. And it's really fun watching those possibilities come to fruition. So um, I've always been somewhat very strategic. And I also am a big system designs person. So I'll look at the systems and create a new system for something that's coming up in our world, like solutions. And that's another way of being very creative as well and building teams. So my creativity has always been a driving force and a playing force and like whatever I tap into. And same with science, I was able to still have that creativity and play with it as much as I wanted to. And it was quite fun. There was times where I was like, oh, I just want to get my hands in some pottery and some clay and just like, you know, make something with my hands. And I did that. Like that was like my pleasure points. Some people bake when they're stressed. I play with clay, right? Like I do molding. Yeah. So um, essentially, I went to school, like I said, for um, pharmaceutical biotech, and then I started my career. And then within my career, the first couple of years, it was more about me just learning the trade and learning the industry and the market. But then after that, I really started to get to play and be creative in the development of like the startup companies and the startup businesses and really start building inside out, like the teams and the market space and um, the infrastructure and SOPs and all these things and operations. Like, like I said, I'm a systems design girl, like big operations as well as designing and marketing and not just marketing, I would say, but just like in design itself. So I was really able to get the creative ropes and how I got to build the insides of that company and the insides of how it ran. So that was a really great creative outlet for me as well because I really got to design the way that our brochures were. I got to hire the staff I wanted to. I got to make up the teams. I got to design the systems that were needed. I got to set up how we communicated with our stakeholders, how we created with our clients, how we created with our customers. So I still had a lot of enjoyment with these parts. 
and I did find a lot of pleasure in it as well. Um, I think what happened was we're just not taught as a society to balance our creative juices in all aspects of our life. So we kind of just hone it all into one space. And it's kind of like this codependency, like, I gave you everything. Now you give me everything, right? Like, it's just like, (laughs) so it doesn't really work. So I just didn't understand, like, the work-life balance. And not even just work-life balance, like, lifestyle changes that needed to happen. I really just invested everything into this career and this path. And I didn't focus on anything else outside of it. So that's where my fall to fame kind of was. Mm. I, as I was listening to you talk, there's so many things that I'm going to go back and touch on. But again, it was that you said you got to build up companies from the inside out, which yeah. went back to your definition that creativity is an internal expression to then express <laughs> outward. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> so, so there's that whole inside out kind of theme, which completely makes sense because you have to go inside with anything in order to express out. Yes. You have to, whether if it's not working, then go inside and figure out what that is to then express in the way that you want it to be. um, That makes it feel better. So as you were saying that, I was like, Hmm, a theme here. (laughs) (laughs) I love how subconsciously that's coming up into the theme, but which is amazing. It is really how I live life too, though. Um, like as I don't know if anybody on here knows about human design, but I'm a manifester and not just as a manifester, just as a person herself, like as, as Ella, I am somebody that likes to really dig deep internally first before I kind of go out. And it's not that I wait or I, I'm just like, Oh, let me figure everything out before I go. No, it's like, there's an internal process of getting myself ready and like really creating those juices at such a capacity inside of me that like, when it comes out, it comes out so flowing and there's no real doubt. So there's two ways, like there's lots of different ways of expressing creativity. Like you can just go for it, which is tech, like definitely one of my routes sometimes. And then there is the planning version, which I'm like, I give and take, I'm a mixture of it. And then there's this one where like, you really are just like allowing the energy to build and you're like kind of creating the perfect ground for it. And then you kind of release it. And that's like my favorite. Because the momentum mm. is the momentum is so powerful and so crazy. Once you do that, it, I love it. I appreciate you bringing that up because it's funny. See, I'm a generator, yes. so I have to learn more actually about. I want to do a deeper dive into it, but with that generator, I'm just like boom idea, boom idea, boom idea, and I'm <laughs> working on the okay, Hollis, step back for a minute. <laughs> Don't tell everybody yet, <laughs> like. Like, let it, let it simmer, let it get all your ducks in a row. Um, And that isn't, that doesn't have to happen for everything, but it's, yeah, the ideas just come like boom, boom, boom so quickly that I, it can then lead to shiny object syndrome. (laughs) Well, are you a sacral authority or what authority are you? Emotional sacral or spleen? You don't know. Spleen sounds familiar. Because I remember she said spleen and I've had issues with my spleen before. I was like, that's interesting that you brought up spleen. So Uh, I don't know. What does that mean? What does that mean? (laughs) Well, with spleen, it's a different. So we have our auras, which is like manifester, generator, reflector, manigen, and projector. Those are the five main auras. And that we spoke about mine is manifester, yours is generator. But then we also have our strategy and our authority. And then the authority essentially is um, 
your three motor like centers like on the body graph there's three motor centers and there's the spleen the um, solar plexus and then the sacral and spleen is it's actually quite quite a process i'm not a, like i don't have a spleen authority so i can't go into much detail but i do know a projector that has a spleen mm-hmm. and from what i've heard her speak about is that there's a lot of innate fear around it and you have to just speak out your fear and then that's your process and that's really what is like your hump of your generating abilities is just like because for emotional authorities like i'm emotional authority i need that waiting process so that's why i spoke about it and like we need to wait and go through the emotions and we can mm. use the emotions to really build the energy mm. so that's what i'm referring to when i say that and yeah. then for sacral it's really feeling into the body getting a full body yes like that that pleasure that oomph in the whole body and then with yeah. the spleen it's i don't know the full details of it but i do know that like one of your biggest hurdles is fear and mm-hmm. you guys have to speak into the fear and talk it out so you need like a confinement or you need someone just to like talk out your fears and then usually that resolves it and then it's really a lot of working through fears and some of them could be realistic and some of them won't will not and i think she said most of them are not realistic because the spleen is the oldest center in the human body and it holds like our ancestor and caveman day fears so mm-hmm. you do yeah so spleens can have a very overreactive nervous system <laughs> very interesting oh my gosh there's a therapy session right here yeah totally. <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. So yeah, yes, that's just, yes, yeah, yes. that's the second like intro four one one because I've been diving into the authorities a lot for my own personal journey and also my business as well because I find it's a really fun way of understanding how people navigate with each other, especially in systems like business, business and mentorship and coaching, and as you can tell, I do like a little bit of structure with my creativity. So. It, it had a really nice way of like running through the energies and seeing how people connect. And I think I wouldn't like, I'm not going to go so bold and say like every mentor and, and, and coach should have this type of like model inside their business or every manifesto should follow it to a T. But I do find that I would have to say human design has been the most empowering expression of myself I found yet. And I, this is from someone who's like dived into many different esoteric practices. Like I find it very, very empowering as a human. Well, it's for anybody who's listening, who doesn't know what human design is, it definitely is. Um, you should look it up and here you should connect with Ella and um, <laughs> to find out more because it, from what I have discovered and what I'm understanding is it's, it gives us a clear understanding as to why we do what we do and who we are. There are certain things that we're like, why does that keep happening? Or we see trends. And mm-hmm. um, at least I can say for me in the way that I understand it, I could see trends and be like, I don't understand why that keeps happening. But then when we learn more about ourselves going inside and kind of learning it, it's like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> And actually, I would say, I just I know this is kind of off topic of the, the whole spiel, but I just wanted to add quickly before okay. we move on, is that human design, when you actually look at it, compared to astrology or any, anything else, human design actually has a very clear and direct how, how to navigate those weaknesses and how to do it. Because every aura has a strategy and every aura has an authority. 
And the, the which is I've seen run true is if you are able to step into your authority and use your strategy, your how is answered. So it's not all of this jumbling of like, oh, because astrology is a cheat code of who you are. You can definitely still use astrology in tandem to human design. Astrology is integrated inside human design. Human design is actually a combination of five different esoteric teachings in one, which makes it very powerful. Mm-hmm. And with that, when you're using human design, you have the the, the borrowing of the I chain, the bar the borrowing of the human chakra, um, the Kabbalah, the uh, astrology itself, Western astrology and Vedic astrology. And you're not just looking at like, what about me? You're actually learning like, how do I optimize my function the most? How do I make myself the most optimal and the most profound and the most greatest version of me possible? Not saying you need fixing, but you're perfect as is, but maybe you're not using all that perfect like all that energy in the best way and this teaches you how to and i think like for some people they may not be ready for it and that's fine but what's really powerful about it is that we have all these creative juices and we have all these things we want to do and then we hit a wall we're like why isn't this working and human design yeah and human design literally gives you a strategy and authority to make it work and i think that that's what's very 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 powerful about it the most powerful mm. part. Yeah. 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 Oh my gosh. Okay. <clears throat> so, excuse me. So, going back to what you said earlier, too, which I really appreciated, and this is why we're having these conversations, is the creativity and all the aspects of what you talked about within uh, being a brand strategist um, of creating systems and creating solutions and building teams and the science that you did um, in, in your studies recognizing all of these aspects is important to understand that people have different ways of expressing. Um, it's going beyond this whole traditional concept of, of a pencil and a paintbrush, like I say in the beginning, but then you also pointed out the balance, like the pleasure points Mm. and understanding. So I don't know if I'm being confusing, but understanding the pleasure points of things that you do specifically because it makes you happy. You said in your case, Working with clay, that's an outlet that you have that just feels good. It helps create flow. Um, And then if you are um, a scientist within that space, there can be flow in what you do with problem solving and creating and all the things that you do that it just can look the same or different and serve different purposes in different spaces. Definitely. Definitely. hundred percent. I think a lot of people think of science and healthcare is not that creative, but there's so much innovation in there. There's so much creation in there and so much room to play. Um, as a creative, you like, obviously, if you want to be an entrepreneur creative, then that's different. But even there's a place for you inside the space, like for public service, public health, you can do marketing and advertisement for that within there. Um, you've got within the companies and the platforms, you've got all the designs, like patients always need additional support. And that could be through written video, that could be all these artistic avenues. And that's where you can play into the healthcare industry and create technology in, in healthcare is a new booming aspect. It's always mm. looking for innovation. And that's another way that you can tap into creativity by making designs and, and uh, customer relationship um, consolidated <clears throat> aspects as well. Um, but I think essentially creativity looks so different but when it comes to pleasure, pleasure is really the way that you treat yourself. And it's how you treat yourself 
in, in any situation. And if you're allowing yourself to build up in that stress and that plantation and that do do do, then you're taking away the the why. You're taking away the moment that made you fall in love with what you're doing and made you attracted to what you're doing and the concept of like bettering. Like at least I fell in love with healthcare because I was making an impact. I was bettering a society. I was changing lives and. I think a lot of people who stick in healthcare, that's like their driving force and that's really what makes them stay. But a lot of people, we don't, a lot of people in healthcare, we don't necessarily are taught that pleasure point that makes us resilient inside the system. And then that can get really worn down because we're fighting against something instead of fighting with or fighting for, or maybe we're just allowing the creativity to guide us. So when you get caught up in, there's a lot of things that can happen in healthcare where you can get caught, caught up with and lose sight of what makes you feel good about it and good in your body with. But there's also a lot of things that you can create and do within healthcare. Like one of the things, one of my pleasure practices or pleasure um, projects inside of healthcare was that I was working with um, in philanthropy a bit. I introduced foundations into my business model with the company I was working with. So I, I joined forces with a couple of foundations and we had some really fun creative outlets through that. Mm. And we were raising money and awareness and it was really fun. We did one every, um, every summer we did an event with them. And then every semi-quarter we did. So every two quarters we would have like a gala or something like that. And that was a really fun creative outlet of creating a lot of fun. So that was like a pleasurable thing in addition to my design in addition to everything else. But I do tell people like once they move up the ladder to get deeper into healthcare, that's where you kind of lose focus sometimes of like those initial creative points. And that's where you have to scale into higher, higher levels. So like I always like suggest teaming up with a foundation, doing events and initiatives. Those are really fun creative things. Um, get back to the community, do giveaways, create um, new new support systems, new apps, new technology. And these are all ways that you can help support people as well as bring that creativity back into your work experience or your your business or your company or whatever the case is. Mm, yeah. Oh, my gosh. So many amazing suggestions right there, everybody. Do you hear all this? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> It's, it's, yeah, I, I really appreciated what you said too about the pleasure points. It, it, it makes you more resilient. Um, yes. Yeah. It's cause I just immediately started thinking that when I was teaching it in the classroom, as much as I loved it, um, I, I was getting caught up in aspects of things where it was draining me and making me mm. not feel good and affecting how I had relationships with my family and just with myself um, yeah. where I was like, okay, this, this is not serving anymore um, in a good way. So um, yeah, those kind of that awareness, it's helpful when you realize, okay, <laughs> what, what do we need to do for ourselves to make pivots and actually make it pleasure points and not something that you're, you're have that Sunday feeling that it's, you know, Monday's coming and you're like, no, <laughs> Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. And then also, if it gets to the point where you can't really even feel pleasure in the, the company or position you're in, we have the, the value and the greatness of like, expanding outwards. And what I mean by expanding outwards, expanding outwards might be 
looking for a higher position inside the same business. Maybe you're just not, not being met in the way that you desire. So like really seeing for a higher position or a, a promotion or creating a role for yourself that is, is bigger because I created most of the roles that I stepped into. Um, and then if that's not the case, then start exploring in your day-to-day life and in your whatever on the weekends or through a month or however you want to schedule or place it, I should say not schedule, but place it. Expressions where you get to do things that make you feel good. And feeling good doesn't necessarily have to be like, you know, going to the spa every Thursday, which is fun. I do that. And go to the spa every Thursday and having like a masseuse and having foot massage and back massage and stuff, which is great. But it could also just be like having a really good outfit on and you know, these type of things, or just going to play golf, like let's say for the gentleman or whatever the case is, like these things and making time for yourself. And then even if that's not satisfying and you've gotten to a point where like I've done this and I just, this is not doing it for me anymore, then start doing passion projects. Start going out there and doing passion projects. Start having conversations with like-minded people. Start doing that level. And if you're past the stage, then be bold enough and take your creative passions and bring it into work and be like, hey, this is what I'm really good at. This is what I want. Is it applicable in this environment? Can I bring it here? Mm-hmm. And be and be bold enough. Be bold enough to say, hey, can I bring it here? This is what I'm passionate about. This is what I want to do. And then see how, how it rolls. And that would kind of set the tone for your next steps. Mm. I love that. Be bold enough. So here we go. So this is actually a good segue into the second question, which is, how do you, you've said some things, but we'll do a little deeper dive. How do you incorporate more creativity into your own life? Hmm. Uh, location, location, location. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. So true. Yes. So tell us, tell us. Because you have so many places. Which, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So share, please. Definitely. Okay. So I've been to, I, I, I've been, no chapter has been to much more places I've been to. I've only been to about 15 places, but, um, because I spend a little bit of time on each of them. I really like to get into the environment. So I spend like at least a couple months, like four months at least, and I spend in one location. So that's why it's only been that many. But um, that's a lot of places. Well, <laughs> a couple. Me, I... <laughs> me, that's a lot of places. But yeah, it's good. <laughs> well, five of them were prior, like prior to traveling. So technically, if 15, it's only 10 in two years. But it's that, that's quite a bit that's quite a bit that actually works in two actually yeah it's true i've been to quite a bit i have spent less than yeah okay um <laughs> but i would say i would say i i'm not not to have the whole thing but i know people who've done much more um but i i feel that like whilst traveling i've been to like spain i've been to france i've been i'm canadian so i've been to parts of new york i'm not new york am i saying to you to west coast and in the states um, I've been to Hawaii, I've been to Turkey, I've been to the Middle East, I've been to Egypt, I, obviously Britain, I've been to, where else have I been to? I passed through Germany, I was in Germany for one day, not that long. Mm-hmm. Um, then where else have I been? South America, I've been to Peru, I've been to um, Honduras, I've been to, uh, not Costa Rica, what am I saying? Belize, I've been to Belize. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been to Mexico so I've been to quite a few places um, and every place has its own flavor it ignites something different in you it gives you this different like channel this different 
expression because your influence is so different. It, it really is. Like when it's said, like when people say like, if you're getting a creative flunk, like move locations, like go to a coffee shop or go sit in a park bench for like a couple hours and just journal or go to um, a museum or go to drive around. Something to change up the environment a little bit. What it does is exposes you to different sparks of inspiration, different outlets, different stimuli. And there's something about like, I, this is going to be sound like so funny, but there is like this, the certain smell every country has, a certain air, it feels different. When you step off that plane, you're like, oh, this feels like this. This feels like this is different. Like every country, every location has a different feeling towards it. Like the air smells different. The, the vibration on your skin, the feeling of it, like even the people. But just like just the mere stepping off that plane, it just feels different. And this is such a neat way of like speaking into different parts of your creative juices. And I really do spend a lot of time just taking in that essence of what that is and really working with that. So that's really fun and playful. I think I forgot the original question. What was the original question again? <laughs> no, I'm like in it. I'm in it. I'm in it. And I'm going to ask you. So the, the question was, how do you incorporate more creativity into your own life? But yeah, what was I just going to say? I know you're on a roll. So keep continue with the role because my brain I just had a brain fart so go ahead keep going <laughs> no that's okay I totally I totally tapped out so how do I so on a more practical tangible level how do I have more um creativity so wait so, wait wait I, I I I'm sorry to interrupt but I want you to answer that but I love where you're going with all this I really appreciate what you said about I've been saying that word a lot in this conversation but appreciate but Certain smell to a country and a certain feeling, I don't think that's weird at all. A certain vibration and taking in the essence of what is there because traveling, whether it's going to a different country or like you're saying, moving just your location, whether it's outside on a park bench or driving in a car, whatever it is, it switches everything up. But it's just funny because my, my daughter will say, she's like, each person has a different smell and I know who it is because of... <laughs> Just like there's a certain kind of smell. I'm like, what kind of smell do I have? <laughs> but <laughs> but it's like kind of just going on a deeper level of things, which it's it's this awareness of really paying attention, which I, I just want people to be able to hear. I think it's so important. Yeah, I think like I, I kind of wanted to just like leave it as that because I think it's a really good pondering thought because you can't really go more deeper into it. Like I can only elaborate on that experience and feeling like it's, it's one thing to like tap into a country and like meet and talk with the people, which is amazing. That's amazing stimuli, like talking with locals and other expats and talking to people who are traveling through. And then the person that gives you coffee in the morning at the local coffee shop or the place you have pastries after breakfast. Like these are really beautiful. And like they're romantic in the sense of like you are having a romance with this country. You are having a romance with yourself and it's so beautiful. And like, that's like a European vibe. And like here in Bali, it's just like going, like walking out and like seeing the rice fields and going to get like your juice, uh, your fresh, fresh juice and everything like that. And feeling the sun in your skin, the heat, like these are all things that make you feel alive and stimulate you. And you don't need to be in such drastic external areas because what happens innately is there's a sense of gratitude when you go into these different locations because it's kind of like, 
it's different from you. You've never experienced this as before. So you're so grateful to be having this experience. And also I'm a solo traveler. So solo traveler, I feel like we have a heightened sense of what's experiencing around us because everything is so new, such a new stimuli. And that gratitude comes into play. And when we act on that gratitude in our daily life, whilst we're having that intention of experience at that coffee shop or that attention experience in the bench of the park or in that co-working space that we work with like all these different things you're adding to that creative juice that inside out creation that inside out creative expression so you're experiencing it inside you're expressing it inside and then it comes out in a creative force so really that's what it kind of alludes to when you're thinking about it in that level and then on more of like the sensory esoteric pleasure level yes of course like that essence of just allowing and receiving it to you like if you can just like forget about any other mind chatter and just receiving it's so beautiful and so powerful like now the world is opening up so a lot of you guys can travel now so like definitely like even if it's just going to a neighboring state like you know or just going for a hike in nature that's also something really fun and that would create that same sense and feeling so definitely i would encourage these kind of like outdoor activities to be something in your palette for creative creativity yeah 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 yeah. feeling alive Definitely, like you said, (laughs) feeling alive. So, okay, so we talked about travel. So what other ways do you incorporate um, creativity into your life? Whether it's, I don't know, whatever comes to you, I'm not going to lead you on that. Yeah, definitely. Creativity, like when it comes to work, it's like I definitely like live in creativity. My inspiration usually is the visuals first and then I go from there. I love, I usually like when I get a download quote unquote, when I receive like a message or a, a symbol of action, because I'm a manifesto, that's what I do. But, um, but besides that, that sounds so funny, but besides that, <laughs> just the inspiration, I laugh to myself, like who says that? But I, I know, mean, I say it too. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. my friends like, are you a computer? Like, you can download? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, essentially, um, yeah, I, when I receive like intel or something like that, usually it's the visuals that come through first. So that's really my creative juices. Um, obviously, physical expression, yoga, dance. Um, I'm, I'm grateful enough to be in an environment that's very open to like body movements and very much like expression and spirituality. So there's a lot of like somatic movements and dances and expressions and things you can get involved with here. So I do have my creative juices in that way clothing the things i wear um just yeah it smells i love like lotions that smell great and fragrances and mixing herbs together to make like fragrances and things like that that's amazing but i think the main two roots of expression that i i primarily focus on is the expression through my work which would be the the design element that i receive and then also just me moving my body and having that expression of flow and music through it through whether it's a a dance that's here or it is um, a somatic experiencing so somatic experiencing is like when we release trauma through our body but that could also be through breath work it could be through movement it just kind of allows your body to speak through you and really having those body movements really take me where it needs to be so yeah Mm. Mm. how about a morning routine do you have any kind of a morning routine morning routine yeah. Well, yeah, def- definitely. I have I have like a, a loosely day morning routine. Like I'm an early riser. I think if my mo- morning routine is so integrated into me that I don't really think twice about it. So essentially, I wake up pretty early. So I wake up around 4am, 5am. And then 
I have my tea, I stretch, I kind of get up, I have a smoothie in the morning if it is a Thursday. <laughs> no, I have smoothies in the morning. I have smoothies in the morning. And then really what happens is I kind of really unwind and develop like what my plan is for the day. And then I do a lot of body movement stretches. Like I do a lot of work with the body right now. And then I would do a little bit of meditation and sink into kind of my journaling practices and that type of thing but mostly it's meditation and then from that sometimes I'll kind of like have an artistic spurt so through that I would like I love I love using crayons and I love using um pastel um um, pastels I just love pastels so I would take those out and just kind of like hue the colors together um if that's what desires that day and then some days a big scribble if I'm angry like I I just kind of flow into my journal so my journal can't necessarily be my journal it's like everything it's like a sketchboard it's like a coloring thing it's it's all the things um but majorly it's like early rising then i like have some liquids inside my body either fruit juice um or some water hydrate myself and then just kind of meditate and do some stretching and then i just start my day i try to do not too slow of a morning but just enough where i'm not pushing myself i don't like to push myself in the morning too much i'm not a fan um but i do like mornings more than nights so mm. i do like my daily routine is like i love to go to bed early and wake up really early that's like my favorite i want as much sunlight as possible and mm. it feels so good to be waking up early in the morning and i like i really have to go to bed a little bit earlier than everybody else because i wake up so early in the morning and i desire that that's something that really turns me on and makes me happy and like really is something that i feel so good in my body with and usually before bed i drink a lot of water throughout, throughout the day like i'm a big water drinker and here here's coconut water is a big thing but i know that's not accessible across the world so but i, I use a lot of coconut water as well for hydration but um, I keep my body hydrated. I throughout the days, I'll make sure that I go out and do some body movement, and then I swim about three or four times a day. Just because Ooh. I have a pool, that's not accessible for everybody. We could live near the beach or whatever. I'm a big water person, so I have a lot of water intake, and I swim a lot. So these are things that I do throughout the day. So that's why I say like I have a morning practice. It's kind of integrated into my day as well. Um, but yeah, I think the main things in the morning that I do is, like I said, early rising and then the meditation and a little bit of journaling. Yeah. yeah. And then the hydration. Yeah. That's right. I love I love hearing from people. It's just so interesting because <clears throat> like you're saying, it's so integrated and it just, there's all these aspects to things, um, but it's kind of like a real nurturing, slow moving flow kind of feel. Yeah. It sounds like to me. Um, and then one of my people I spoke to a while ago, she said, she just gets woken up by the dogs at 6am. She wakes up, up, she lets them outside. She drinks, um, her morning drink while looking at the sun coming up and and it's like a a meditation of gratitude. Um, so she gets to just kind of do that and then put on some jazz music and her day starts. So it's just Love so it. interesting to hear and just to share with people that it doesn't have to be the structured thing of I'm doing A, B, C, and then like, oh, shit, I forgot to do that. Now I'm totally yeah, no, thrown up. Not. Like, it doesn't have to be all that. Um, but what I really liked in what you were saying was you desire that. You know that your body needs to go to bed earlier yes. in order to function to wake up. Yes. I I stay up later 
and then I need to sleep a little bit later. So it's yeah. understanding how your body is, but then realizing sometimes like, ah, body actually needed more rest than you gave it. Um, <laughs> but it's understanding what your body needs in order to function better. I, I just, that's, and allowing it. Yeah, not, not definitely allowing. Your, not beating yourself up for it. Definitely. And I, that's why I think I was like a little bit like, that's why I would say it's maybe a day routine I have. Like throughout the day, I'm constantly checking in back with that, like through my swims, through my hydration, you know, through taking the breaks and the slower moments in between of it to really just make sure that I'm not over pushing my capacity because I know from the past I can, I can definitely be that person that does that and it doesn't serve my system at all. So I make sure I take the increment times throughout my day. And I, as a water baby, like literally I just love water and it's so calming for me. I, I use water as a resource and I definitely resource into it. Mm. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing all of that. Thanks. You definitely inspired me. Yeah. <laughs> thank yeah, you. you have. So yeah, thank you. Um, so here we are getting to the top of the hour. So the third and final question, which is what we've talked about this whole time, but it's kind of wrapping it up and putting a nice little bow on it, which is why do you think creativity is important? Oh, it's the essence of humanity. It's like the air we breathe. Um, without creativity, we wouldn't exist. Simple. Um, creativity is the foundation of who we are. And it's not something that is just a thought form. It's not something that we just do. It is the ever essent movement of like divine or of creator of energy of whatever you want to call it, like any universe, whatever, or of science. It's just the, the, the movement of, of life itself. So, yeah. <laughs> Again, <laughs> important, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's the essence of humanity, the air we breathe, the foundation of who we are. No big deal. <laughs> but have fun with it because obviously, no, like it's not to yeah. like it's you know it's so it's so light the way I said it because I feel like I gave a lot of practical tips inside the actual one hour we had and mm -hmm. the other things as well. So I decided to take it really out there because I do truly believe that. Like that's why it's from inside out because it's that life force. It's that energy. Um, it's like the oxygen we breathe. It's the air that we have within us. So I really, really, like I know this, it sounds so out there, but. No, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, creativity is so powerful. It's so, so, so powerful. And I think when we know how to use it, and cultivate it and the best way that we are meant to be using it profound things can happen in this world and it's not always about doing 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 it's about receiving and allowing that creativity to express through us and once we understand that then there's no stopping where we can go mm. yeah. so if anybody's like completely overwhelmed and they're like what <laughs> what did they just say <laughs> um Start with, I would say, um, we talked about expression and we talked about um, so many things, but these pleasure points. Start with a pleasure point, meaning something that makes you feel good, something that makes you happy to do. Whether it's 
adding a drink into your day, like a smoothie that would feel really nourishing and make you feel just replenish you, then incorporate that into your day. If you've been wanting to take a dance class, um, but you haven't done it and you're like, eh, I don't know if I want to do that. I don't have the time. Then look it up on YouTube and move your body and just, just move. And it's mm. just taking those baby steps to get into, get it into your routine, get it into your awareness and not, you don't have to be good at everything. No, you definitely do not have to be good. And I think that's one of the most beautiful things for creativity really births is when we're not good at something. Because mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure that's when one of the best innovations and discoveries happened when it was done by mistake and it didn't, it wasn't supposed to be. And it happened and it went with it and it actually created something new. So don't be good at it because your mistakes are so valuable to this world and how we understand pr like processes and creativities. So make your mistakes be messy, you know, mm. um, do it. It's so important to be messy in this life because you would not understand the gems and the beauty that's hidden inside of them. So, yeah. Mm. yeah. Well, on, on that good note, can you tell people how they can connect with you? Definitely. They can find me on Instagram. That's the best place to connect with me. It's at the W circle SWA. And then you can also find me on Facebook under Ella Sophia Lazarus. And then the link, my main link bio is in the links. So you can go click on that. And that has connection to all my social media. So I'm also on LinkedIn, Ella Sophia Lazarus. I'm on Pinterest. I'm on everything. So you can check in with me and connect into my world and learn all the amazing things that way. Like I said, Instagram is the best place to step into my world. I just recently opened up a couple of boxer spots as a boxer support and as well as a branding container and strategy container for individuals who are looking for rebranding and consultation on their, their new brands. So that's always something fun. If you want, you can message me on that. And otherwise, I would love to chat and have you in the world. And if you want to learn more things human design, I can definitely navigate you to the right resources and have them incorporated into our discussions as well. So I was so excited. I had so much fun. This is great. I loved it. So much fun talking to you. And as you can hear everybody, Ella is a wealth of information. And Ella, why don't you put into the chat box at least your Instagram handle? Um, yes. Just so people can see that in there. Um, but I am going to ask you one more question and then we'll say our goodbyes. Yes. which is, is there anything that you feel like any final words of wisdom or anything that you want to share out before the goodbyes are said? Keep doing what you're doing and don't think that it's wrong, but expand your perspective on how you're doing it. Hmm. So yeah, ex expand your perspective on how. Yeah. Expand, expansion, everybody. So again, Ella, thank you so much for waking up so early to hang out with us and chat. Oh, it's not that early here, but it was a pleasure. I enjoyed it so much. It was honestly, I had such a good time. I really what time, enjoyed it. What time is it? This is for selfish reasons. What time is it? Yeah, it's almost eight. It's almost eight a.m. It's we started at seven a.m. and it's almost eight a.m. So it's not early at all for me. So it's yeah. twelve hours. Twelve hours difference. I have yeah. to get used to this, everybody, since my daughter's going to be there in a week and a half. So, <laughs> so she's only going. Uh, how long is she coming for? Like a month or a couple weeks? She's going to be there for three weeks and then Thailand oh, yeah. for two weeks. Oh, oh she's going to have such a good time. I'm so excited yeah. for her. Yeah, she is. So thank yes. you. So 
There we go. So again, Ella, thank you. And everybody that's here with us live and catching the replay, thank you so much. We know that you could be spending your hour in many ways, and we appreciate that you have spent it with us. This space is all about inspiring each other, connecting and sharing stories. So please like, follow, share all that good stuff so we can spread the word and expand this definition of creativity. I feel like we have always needed it, but I think we need it now more than ever. More Yay. than ever. Yay. Yeah. So wherever you are listening, we wish you a good morning, a good afternoon, a good evening, and we'll be talking to you soon. So goodbye, everybody. Bye. Feeling inspired? Let's just get rid of this, throw away this whole perfectionism thing, this whole concept that we have to know how to do everything. You know what? You don't. <laughs> Let's just do things and try things and realize what we like and what we don't like. It's all part of the process. The self-awareness feels so good. You feel more connection to yourself, connection to others, and huh? be a happier, more joyful person. Just imagine that. So you are where you are in the process. So you can dip your toe in the water to try new things at a slower pace, or you can dive right in. Here at I Am Creative and Express Yourself Publishing, we meet you where you are. So there are so many ways to check us out. Explore our experiential kits. They have everything in them that you need to try new things. You don't have to buy anything else but this kit and just explore. There's Creative Shui, which is seven elements to join happiness. Through the Publishing House, Express Yourself Publishing, multi-author books, coffee books, solo book opportunities. It is all about expression, all about it. And it's, again, just trying these things and realizing what you're good at. Don't all of a sudden think that you only fit into one box because we don't. We are not made for boxes. <laughs> there is also my TV show, I Am Creative check it out. The links are all in the body of this podcast. You can just click the link and you know what? Don't say, oh, maybe I'll check it out tomorrow. Life's too short. Just click it. See what it's about. There is honestly no judgment. It's all about exploring the possibilities, expressing yourself and expanding your thinking. I will give you the website, which is IamCreativePhilly.com. So I am creative Philly, P-H-I-L-L-Y.com. And just remember that you are an expressive being, so own it. I am looking forward to hearing your story because we all have one.